local sports. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. In 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM, we take you until noon. Uh, let's get right to him, shall we? He is David Kaplan, as the music would allude to. He joins us, NBC Sports Chicago, ESPN 1000. Hello, Capper, how are you? Let's get it all ready to go, man. Hope you're having a good day. Indeed, we are. Mitch Holtis, who we just had on, said to say hello to you. Oh, my guy. I love Mitch. We do basketball together. That's what he said. Yeah, you guys uh, inevitably get one or two games each and uh, uh, every year. So, Cap, well, let's, we got to start with the Bears, obviously, and um, Nagy, who's not going to play Andy Dalton in their final preseason game this weekend. You'll see a lot of Justin Fields. Has the fan base kind of wrapped their arms around it? Like, no matter what they want, Cap, how badly they want Fields to be the guy, they're not going to get their wish, at least in the beginning? They have. They're not happy about it. Now, you know, we do get the occasional, the sporadic call, like this morning, that, hey, man, let's let Justin just keep developing. Watch this guy, Andy Dalton. He may not be the best, but he's a consummate professional. And when this time, you'll play. But 96% of the calls are, what are we doing here, man? These kids are ready at a younger age. Let's go. And they should go. I mean, it's we know it's inevitable. We know it's going to happen. At some point this year, he is going to be the starting quarterback. Do you think this has something to do with, though, his last stop in Kansas City, his relationship with Andy Reid, and the way that they did go with Patrick Mahomes? Different circumstances, Alex Smith as opposed to Andy Dalton, a veteran quarterback as opposed to a new quarterback here with the Bears. But do you believe at least that's playing in the mind of Nagy? Yes, 100%. And, and it's understandable that is how Matt was raised. And Andy Reid is considered by everyone. He is the single best tutor of quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, in the National Football League. And so if it works for Patrick Mahomes, in theory, it should work for Justin Fields. But there's a big difference here. Go back and look at Alex Smith's record, the four seasons prior to Patrick Mahomes becoming the starter. They were like 12 and 4, 11 and 5, 10 and 6, 12 and 4. Like this dude was winning games, was. going to pro bowl. We lost you, Cap? I think we did. I think we lost Camper. Well, we'll um There you are. So, we lost you, Cap. You you cut out halfway through, but finish your point if you would. Oh, I I was saying go back and look at Alex Smith numbers through those four seasons prior to Patrick Mahomes becoming the star and it's just different Mm -hmm. Andy Dalton his QBR the last five years of guys that have played that whole five-year period among the worst Mm. 
Cap, you know, my biggest takeaway, and, and Fields has been great off the field, on the field. I mean, he's been fun to watch. I've watched both Bears preseason games. I never would have done that in the past. I would have watched some, but certainly not as intently as I was. But, but the tape, my, my takeaway on Fields was what he said to the media afterwards, uh, pursuant to how the fans were treating Andy Dalton. This guy just gets it, Cap. He just has it, both on the field and I think off the field. That's leadership when he called out the fan base for how they treated the veteran quarterback. Yeah, that's a great point, and that's what people who have been around him at Georgia, where he was benched over Jake Fromm, uh, Ohio State, and now here in Chicago, everyone has said this dude just is different. He gets leadership. He's built to do this. And when they asked him, hey, man, are you aware the horrible history of quarterbacks (laughs) in Chicago, how rough they were on Mitchell Trubisky, do you realize what you're getting yourself into? And he said, yeah, I went to Georgia. I went to Ohio State. I'm built for this. So I think people are excited. We, of course, know what Allen Robinson is on the outside, a professional wide receiver, a top-tier guy. Darnell Moody, though, had a great rookie year, a guy that was a flyer late in the draft. They wanted him. He's got speed, and he looks to be a true wide receiver. What are your expectations for Mooney this season? I think people are expecting too much from Darnell Mooney. He's very quick. He's a really good player. He's got good hands. But, you know, all of a sudden here, uh, he could be Tyreek Hill. Mm. I'll stop yourself, please. <laughs> Tyreek Hill is one of the best players, regardless of position, in the National Football League. Darnell Mooney has played one year and got hurt at the end of it. He's very talented. I think he'll be a really nice player. But to put him in wide receiver one status no nah, we're not there yet we've got a lot more we've got to see hmm. cap i want to go back to your show on monday and just the reaction to, to trubisky's big game i for one was glad to see it uh it was good on him to come out and perform the way that he did uh it, it, the right decision was made he wasn't getting it done in chicago he's now a backup potentially down the road if, if Allen gets hurt he'll get his opportunity maybe get some you know put some film out there for some other teams uh, i'm not saying his days of starting in the national football league are over it was good to see what was the reaction on your show monday morning it was not a good day to be matt neggy because <laughs> almost every call was happy for mitch because he's a good dude and saying oh hold on a second maybe matt was the problem and that it wasn't mitch now i can't go to that level i mean i love mitch you know that and i got to know him and i thought he was a really really wonderful guy but he also had his inaccuracies, throwing deep balls. He had his issues understanding and reading defenses. So it's not as simple as leave Chicago after the 2020 season, work with Brian Dable and Sean McDermott a little bit, all of a sudden you're like, oh, that dude's a really good player again. I'm not there yet. I got to see more of it. It was a preseason game. But it was really good to see him accord himself well. Bears, the quarterback controversy talk is going to dominate things. But a defense last year that certainly took a step back from what a lot of people anticipated. Your thoughts on that side of the football? And if the quarterback play is uneven this year, can this defense be good enough to at least keep them in the hunt for the playoffs? I'm not sure it can. It hasn't looked good so far in the preseason. But again, we haven't had all their guys playing. Roquan. Smith uh, didn't play in week one. Akeem Hicks is 
you know, playing very limited. Same with Khalil Mack. So you haven't had your grade-A guys up there. Now, there's this narrative. I had to say this to my partner, Jonathan Hood. He's like, we got this old defense. They're on their last leg. Well, actually, not so much. Go back and look at the depth chart today and then take the average age of that depth chart. The average age of the starters is 24 and a half. They're not an old defense. They have some older players, Robert Quinn, Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, who all play key, Danny Trevathan. Those four guys are key players on this football team. But it's a younger defense. But you've got to get pressure on the quarterback, man. You have got to see Robert Quinn earn that big contract. Uh, Khalil Mack needs more than eight and a half sacks. So there's a lot they've got to show they have potential to be a really good defense. Hmm. Cap, did you see the report? I think it came out over the weekend that the Raiders tried to bring Khalil Mack at some point did. back. Did, was there anything to that, do you think? It, it, actually, they made a phone call, and that was it. I was okay. told, yeah, they called. Vic Tafer, the athletic, wrote the story. But what I was told by someone up at Hallis, he said, yeah, they called. Just said, hey, I know you guys got some cap issues. Are you willing to trade Khalil? Nope. Okay, thanks. See ya. And then they signed Yannick Ngakwe to a two-year, $26 million deal. Cap, let's jump over to baseball before we get into the White Sox. Let's go to the Cardinals. Yes, the Cardinals. Hmm. Yadier Molina has just announced that next year will be his final season with the Cardinals. We know, Cappy, you despise the St. Louis Cardinals. Yadier Molina, same thoughts for you? I mean, it's hard to, you know, rip on Yadier Molina. The guy's going to go to the Hall of Fame. He's a heck of a player. Has a lower career war than Jason Kendall, I might add. But, that's, and that's true. That's a fact. But he's a really good player. He always comes up with a big hit in a big spot. He handles the pitching staff. So while I dislike intensely the Cardinals as a team, it's really hard for me to take that same animosity towards Yadi Molina. He's a really, really good player. Yeah, indeed he is. David Kaplan is our guest, uh, ESPN 1000, uh, and, of course, NBC Sports Chicago. All right, Cap, we had a uh, baseball the national guy on at the beginning of the week. I referenced your tweet. I think it came out on Sunday. I said to somewhere along the lines, I think you're into the wine. Um, <laughs> because when you came out and said Tony La Russa is going to win the manager of the year in the American League. And you know what he mm-hmm. said to me? He mm-hmm. is. He caps right. He is going to be manager of the year in the American League. Now, I was I thought Kevin Cash was the guy that came to mind right away to me. Look, Larusa has been unbelievable, but he said you're right that Larusa will be manager of the year. Yeah, and that doesn't surprise me. Look, Kevin Cash has done a really good job too. He's also the beneficiary of every single year. He's got a top five farm system. Like they do a great job drafting and developing talent in Tampa and signing international guys. The Cubs or the White Sox haven't done as good a job. Sox better than the Cubs. But what puts it over the top for me with Tony is Luis Robert missed, what, three and a half months? Mm -hmm. Loy Jimenez missed three and a half months. Uh, Grandal is still out. Madrigal's done for the year. Tim Anderson has had a stint on the injured list. Lance Lynn's been on the injured list. Michael Kopech had a six-week stint on the injured list. Like, they've had more than their share of big-time injuries, and all they do is next man up. Oh, Jake Lamb, you're in. Andrew Vaughn, you've never played above Class A. 
Can you play the outfield? Uh, never have, but I could try. Uh, Danny Mendick, can you help us there? They just keep finding ways to win. So that's why I'm giving it to Tony. LaRusse has been better than I could have imagined mm-hmm. by a million miles. This team, though, eh, treading water, about 500 since the All-Star break, struggles against teams over 500. Does that give you concern? It's a long season. We're getting ready to flip the calendar to September. But as you look forward here, do you have concerns or just get in the playoffs and see where the chips fall? I don't really have concerns because they haven't been healthy in a lot of those series. I think they're 500 against the Jays, Rays, and maybe the Red Sox. I think they're 500 against those teams. But let me ask you guys this. Is how you do against above 500 teams like a huge tell on how you're going to be? Because guess what? The Kansas City Royals, I think, are five games over against (laughs) above 500 teams. They ain't going to be playing in the postseason. No, that's a fair. That's a fair point. You can always find something to go against. That, that, that that's a good comeback on on your part, Caps. Like you were waiting for that one. Uh, David yep. Kaplan uh, is our guest. Uh, Cap, let's uh, let's go to the north side to the Cubs. They're going to play a couple of them today. They got rained out yesterday. Uh, how intently are you watching? And I saw a picture, and I don't know when it was taken of Wrigley Field the other day. It was one of those oh, what do you call them? Para whatever. Panoramic shots. Um, that's not the word. Panoramic. Panoramic. Panoramic thank you. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there was nobody there. I mean, there. I shouldn't say there's probably ten thousand people uh, in the building. Um, Marquis got to be just, just, just uh, circling the drain as far as their viewers going away. People aren't buying tickets to go to Wrigley Field to watch the games. Are you? Are you one of those that have? Because I can't watch them. Have you turned them off? I have watched some. I'm watching more White Sox because the games just are more entertaining and more meaningful. I did flip over the other night when I saw the Cubs were mounting a comeback and then got a walk-off win over Colorado on Monday night. I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? Uh, I will tell you that the radio ratings for the Chicago Cubs have declined since the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Declined noticeably, mm-hmm. not like, eh, they lost the cup. No, noticeably. So I, I'm sure there's some concern around that organization. The picture you're referencing, there had been lightning in the area. Oh. They cleared the stadium, and then they started the game back up again. And that was the, against the Royals on Sunday when Chris Bubich had a no-hitter, I think, through six. Uh-huh. And he came back in, and it had been a, I don't know, 40-minute delay. But no-hitter will let you go back out, walk, home run, and then they yanked him. But there was hardly anybody there because my own partner said, what happened to the people at Wrigley? <laughs> no, there was a bigger crowd, and when the lightning was alert went off, people went home. That makes sense. Yeah, I remember because Matheny was pissed off that the, the way that that was handled. He wanted his guy. I mean, should should they not have should they not have brought the tarp out? Was that what he was beefing about? Yeah, he st- said there's no rain. They shouldn't have stopped the game. But I guess the rules are if there is lightning within five miles of the stadium spotted, and they have these sophisticated. Um, monitors that find it, then you have to, I believe, clear the lower bowl. Three miles out, you have to clear the playing field. And then they said there was a strike a mile from the stadium. I was at the game. You can look it up. There's articles about it. Lance Berkman is in left field. I'm sitting in the first row at Wrigley with David DeJesus, I believe it was. It might have been, in fact, it was Hollinsworth. And we're waiting to do post game. 
and the lightning hits, but they haven't stopped the game. And the lightning, I mean, was right near the stadium. And Lance Berkman, mid at bat, runs in from left field, runs right by me, and he knows Hollins where he goes, I ain't dying for these people. I'm out of here. And he ran in the dugout, and then they pulled everyone off the field and ended up calling the game. But yeah, it, it was when that lightning's around, don't mess around. No, I, I'm with you. Uh, anything else, Trent? I got one more, Cap. And we know that there's not a ton on the books, Hayward being probably the biggest one mm, on there yeah. for next season. Do you anticipate that they're going to go out and bring in two or three major free agents this offseason? Or is it going to be some nickel and diamonds, some Jack Petersons of the world, and that'll be it as they gear more towards 2023? I think there'll be at least two. I think they're going to sign a front-end pitcher if they can get it. Like, I know that they love Marcus Stroman over there. Mm-hmm. Now, can they get him? I don't know. Mm. But I think Marcus Stroman is the guy they're going to be kicking the tires on. Trevor Story told Gordon Wittenmeyer that he's definitely interested in the Cubs if they're interested in him. I think they like Carlos Correa more. But they would sign those two guys 100%, no doubt about it. Uh, what about a big name that won't be back, Cap? I mean, I, I don't know what to, how they can get rid of Hayward and the albatross that is his contract. Is there another big name that won't be a Cub on opening day? Uh, no, well, they got rid of basically all the big names. Did trade Contreras or trade no, Hendricks? They'll extend it. They'll extend Contreras, and they're not trading Hendricks because they'd have gotten more if they traded him at the deadline. And as to Jason Hayward, let me just ask you two guys a question. Right. It's a sunk cost. The money is all guaranteed. So if your station or you guys said, we're going to invest in these super expensive high-tech microphones, but they're going to make our show sound a billion times better, and this is what it sounded like. Yeah, I can't really hear what you're saying. What, what is that, say, Kenny? <laughs> you go, well, we got to use the microphones. We paid for them. No, you're going to take those microphones. You're going to throw them in the garbage and go, yeah. we made a bad purchase. That's it. So, yeah, if I was them, I would probably see if I could make a trade and say to someone, will you take the money? And by the way, that's not me getting pulled over. (laughs) Uh, I would make a trade and say, okay, I'll give you this. And instead of giving me something back, I need you to take half of Hayward's money. Some of the rich teams might do that to get the right player. Yeah, it's happened before. Cap, great stuff. We'll talk to you in a week's time. Thank you, David Kaplan. I look forward to it. Always a highlight of my week. Oh, you're too kind. Thanks, pal. Good to talk to you. David Kaplan from Chicago, ESPN 1000, NBC Sports Chicago. That would be a way of getting around that. I'm not sure it'll happen, but that would uh, be something that they would got to entertain, right? Mm -hmm. At the very least. I get it. I understand it. Strowman? I liked him as a Jay Trent. He was a feisty. He was a feisty pitcher. Yeah, he's like he's all a five nine, five right. ten. Not very big kid. Um, competitor loves to hit too. Oh, really? Loves to hit. I I could see that. Okay, uh, Trevor Story. You know what they have to do? They have to do whatever they can do to make this team relevant again and do so very quickly. You they, got the marquee network. I know, and you have to pay for that, right? And you spent a lot of money on that, and you spent a lot of money on the surrounding areas. Now, it is good that that panoramic uh, picture that I um, was, in fact, taken during or just after the rain delay and the Royals got back onto the field because it was alarming. There were 
not sections, but row upon row of just, you know, one or two people sitting in that thing. But in order to, like, they're too big of a name, franchise, for them to be down for any period of time. There, there was a time where you'd just buy tickets to go to Wrigley Field because it was Wrigley Field. And to be damned about what's the product on the field, right? You don't care. Win or lose, eh, it's not about that. I was at Wrigley. And guilty. As charged. I'm getting to Wrigley Field and, and seeing it and seeing the ivy and all of its glory and the surrounding area and the bars and you know just being a part of that and getting caught up in that. That was worth it. But they've spoiled the fan base. They've got to be good again. And for our sake, they've got to be good again because our show is better when the Cubs are good. I can't watch them. I, I saw the was Ortega- it two nights ago. I said I flipped them on. It's just it was background fodder. Yeah, the Ortega home run, the walk off the other night against Colorado. I was watching the hapless Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, there's a lot of people that go that direction too. Yeah, that's right. It, August baseball. I used to love it. When, but the Cardinals—they're spinning their wheels, right? Mm-hmm. The Cubs are completely toast. The Twins don't have a shot. The Royals don't have a prayer. The Brewers, there's, there. I like them, but there's. If not we were in Decora, it'd be right. different, right? right? Yeah, they don't move the needle here. The Cubs do. They we need the Cubs. Sign Story, sign Stroman. Do whatever it takes. Find your closer to be relevant. You don't have to win the division. Just. Hang around 500. Compete. Yes. Just get into September with a chance. And then we can talk football. Then we'll talk football. Um, we'll talk um, more on the other side as we continue on here. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Our friend Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star, is next. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live and iHeartMedia. Building a better community doesn't happen overnight. It takes hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. It takes a team, and it takes time. That's why for 75 years, we at NCMIC have been here working for you and with you. But this anniversary, we're not just looking back. We're focusing on the future, on building Iowa, on the better days ahead, and on how together we can all start taking the path forward. NFL is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for one week. Or for week one, I should say. Bet just $1 on any NFL game in the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly. No matter what, you don't have to win, lose, win, whatever. They're going to give you the money. Take advantage of this limited-time offer right now. You heard Ken Wright. DraftKings giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any Week 1 game. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they have. Plus, you can make every game a big game with same-game parlays. I tried that last night. Came home a winner. Did you? Nice. 
Uh, call to action. Let's do it. It's download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code KXNO to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code KXNO to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, Iowa only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Well, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Some roofing companies come and go like a passing storm. Here today, gone tomorrow. Not Wolf Roofing. Wolf Roofing has been serving Central Iowa since 1993, from basic repairs to complete re-roofing projects. Wolf Roofing has the expertise to get your job done right. We have a team of highly trained and certified people, both in the field and behind the scenes, who care about your project. For a job done right, get the professionals at Wolf Roofing a call at 225-8866 or find us on the web at and Ames. It's time for Sip. <laughs> Stephen M. Sipple from the Lincoln Journal-Star talks with myself and Ken on Nebraska football. I mean, I have a radio show. We have callers. I pay attention to my Twitter notifications and all that. There's definitely some frustration. We talk Cornhuskers, and you never know what else is going to come up. With 30 years on the Nebraska beat, here's Stephen M. Sipple. As long as they're paying me to talk, I'm just going to keep doing it. And he's going to do it with us once a week throughout the entire Big Ten football season into the bowl season. Should there be bowl eligibility, there better be bowl eligibility for those Huskers this year. He's Stephen M. Sipple back for another year with us, and we're grateful for that, Sip. Thanks for coming on. Oh, you've been talking with me for shows I've been a part of for the better part of 25 years, and I'm grateful for that. How are you, old friend? Well, you know what? I appreciate you saying that, and it's great to be grateful, and I'm grateful for it, too. Um, it's always been fun. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's always been, you know, it hasn't always been successful from the football program standpoint, but it's always been fun. Well, glad to do it, Sip. So a lot of ground to cover with you. Um, you know where I want to start? Just the, the whole alliance thing, your takeaway on what you heard yesterday from the three commissioners of the three conferences and knowing that the conference that Nebraska used to call home, uh, sadly, and it sure looks like that, uh, there, there's, there's going to be eight teams that um, in all likelihood are going to be you know scrambling to find a home. Hope that's not the case, but just your take on the alliance and what's going to be left of the Big Twelve schools. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that part. I, I, it's easy for someone in my shoes and the, you know someone who covers Nebraska. It's easy for a Nebraska fan to be pretty casually dismiss that part, um, especially younger fans that that weren't part of those days like we were. Um, the Big Twelve, Big Eight days. Mm-hmm even big six for some people. Um, oh, I'm really glad you mentioned that. It's I, I regard it with a lot of sadness. I, I do. I don't, I don't know. People are like, really? You really care about Iowa State and Kansas State and Kansas? Um, yeah, I do, actually. And those, uh, I mean, those were a big, those, those programs were a big part of Nebraska's history. Um, those times were were critical in the in the program's growth, um, and I don't I don't know what to say about it. I, I heard Kevin Warren, I heard Kevin you know Kevin Warren was asked about 
the Big 12 and what becomes of it. I'm not exactly sure how the question was framed up, but he talked about it like he was eulogizing Bob mm-hmm. Bolton. I mean, I, I I was really sort of struck by that. Like, I mean, but it but it is they're out, they're they're sort of left out right now. Right now, though, there's no okay. So the second thing is there's no binding agreement. You heard it. There, right. there was a great question. I think it was by Pete Thamel that asked, "Is you know, is there is there any is there anything legally binding? Was anything signed?" No, it's, an, it's essentially a gentleman's agreement, which tells me one thing. If the SEC comes after Clemson, Clemson's gone, okay? That, that, I mean, that's, that's, what I, that, that's what it tells me. So we'll see where it all goes. From that to Saturday, week zero, and mm. it is Nebraska in Illinois. I don't know if I'm being hyperbolic here. The biggest Nebraska-Illinois game in series history? Yeah. Kind of feels that way, Sip. <laughs> If there was another one, I didn't cover it. Um, uh, I, I, uh, uh, yeah, it's pretty big. I'd say it's pretty big for both programs, mm-hmm. but bigger for Nebraska. Um, it's 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 a big one for Scott Frost. It's a tone setter, <laughs> and if it's a, if it's a tone, you know, if the if there's a loss, mm. the tone is going to be not. It's not the kind of tone you want to wake up to on Monday morning. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, it, it really, I mean, so important for Nebraska to get off on the right foot. Um, and so important for Scott Frost. So let, let me go back a couple of weeks, Sip, with the, you know, the, the revelation that came up, uh, the, um, you know, the two infractions, the NCAA. I don't think they're going to amount to anything. I don't, but was it a distraction, do you think? Did, did this take anything away from the preparation of the game? I know that you know Frost uh, and Alberts had to come out and had to answer questions. Was, was that about the extent of it, though? I don't think it's that big of a deal, or am I missing? No, it's not the best look by any means. You know, loading everybody up in a pandemic and you know skirting the rules that that apparently they did. But at the same time, I'm not sure it's that big of a deal. Bad look, yes. Big deal, not so sure. What uh, what what's your take? Well. Now, now, the one thing I want to make clear, there's only one NCA investigation. The report by Brett McMurphy was a little confusing in that regard. There's no, I mean, there is an ongoing investigation into uh, the alleged improper use of analysts and consultants. So a lot of schools will push the envelope on a someone whose title is consultant or analyst they're not allowed to coach on the field and have direct contact with players. It's a pretty standard practice to do so, sure. which is why, which is why you're saying it's not a big deal. As far as the pandemic workouts go, that's not under investigation by the NCAA. Mm. Um, it, it was sort of misleading in yeah. the report, but it's not. It's, I, I want to make very clear to your listeners. There's only one in, ongoing investigation here and that is the consultant analyst issue. Now, has it been a, a distraction? I'd say not at all to the players because of the nature of the allegations. The pandemic thing occurred. How many months ago was that? Mm-hmm. Um, long time ago. It's not. It doesn't feel like it's on too many people's radar, unless Kenny, you know, and there's some people that are bent this way that are trying to undercut Frost mm-hmm. or or not or don't think he's the right coach, or for whatever reason, want him out of there. You can use that, okay? And then I think that's what's going on, honestly. I think the, you know, it's, 
I've written about it. I think it was, you know, that report was planted, given to McMurphy with, uh, you know, with the idea that it could, it could, you know, cut into Frost what he's doing here. And, you know, it was interesting because it seemed like they had, they had a pretty quiet camp, you know, no major injuries. It seems like they're making a lot of progress. And then what happened? Ten days, I think somebody felt, ah, we better throw something out there because it does look like they got a little momentum right now. Um, so let's let's take care of that. Or let's put a distraction out there for the head coach. And I do think he was. I do think he was perturbed. I hope he's not overly distracted. But you do you, you wonder. It's a fair question. You look at this season. It's year four of Frost. Obviously, first three years has not gone as many anticipated. Is it as simple as bowl game or bust, or is there still leeway if? They go five that's and seven. Yeah. Yeah, you just got to the heart of it. I mean, that's a really good question. It, it feels a little bit that way, but what's it matter what Sipple and Lincoln feel? Nobody really knows. I mean, but it's a great question. And here's why it's a great question. Because bowl game, you guys got to go six and six. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if I'm really looking at it in a fair manner, and I don't, and I think it's Scott Frost is looking at it in a fair manner. It probably, that conversation isn't unfair. Okay, let's put it that way. Six and six, come on. I mean, I know what he inherited. It was a, it was a, it was a disaster. The Riley years were, a, were an utter disaster. But nobody wants to hear too much about that anymore, and rightfully so. So, yeah, would five and seven, would there be some really difficult conversations? Yep. There would be. And there would have to be. Um, and I don't know what that would look like. I've thought about the scenario of – I don't think about it too much because it's not – it's thoroughly unappealing to do so. But <laughs> I've thought about Nebraska being 5-6 and six going into the Iowa game. Ooh, I have too. And, and, yeah, and needing a win to get the bull eligibility. And how uncomfortable that week <laughs> would be over here. I mean, I can't even – it's hard to – to someone who hasn't lived it, how uncomfortable that would be here. Mm. That would just ratchet this thing up uh, an, another level. Oh, oh be, be unbelievable. Sip, um, yeah. you know, over the years, since, since Nebraska's joined the Big Ten, one of your points that you've made is like, it's a different brand of football in Nebraska. One of the reasons that they haven't been able to achieve uh, the, the, the heights that a lot thought that they were going to when they joined the conference is because of the trenches. They just weren't built like a Big Ten team uh, in the offensive and defensive line. Has that changed? Do you see a difference this year? Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, in fact, it's funny you ask because I came home from my radio show today at 8 o'clock and I said about writing a column about just that. Yes, that, I think they are better. Um, I think it, it's going to look a lot different to you guys when you watch the game, especially on defense up front. A, good, a colleague of mine at the World Herald, Sam McEwen, um, he said the other day he believes Nebraska could be a top 10 rush defense. They are big and ornery up front. They're, it'll look like it'll look like some pretty good defenses that Nebraska's had going back to the Pelini years like the it won't look like Sue and Crick and those guys, but it's gonna look pretty it's gonna look pretty good to you. Um they're they're big up front and deep up front. They'll run seven, eight, nine guys into that interior line. They're and, and they're they're pretty good players. 
offensive line, I'm not as, I'm not as, mm, I mean, I'm not as confident in the offensive line. I think it could be pretty good. They have a lot, they have a lot to prove, as does the defensive line. I'm more confident in the defensive line. But here's the thing, real quick. It, it really went unnoticed here this week, but but there was a video that was put out on the Husker Twitter account in which Frost addressed his team before he gave out the black shirt. And it sounded like a mission statement to me. He said, that, that what, what, what's going to turn around this program is the pipeline and the black shirts. Now, that's, now, that's going to resonate with a lot of people. I mean, the pipeline and the black shirt. Some people are going to, some people might shrug their shoulders and say, well, yeah, of course. But, I mean, I've never heard him say it till now. Mm. That wasn't really the sound I was hearing coming out of his mouth when he took the job. It was what? It was going to be this fast-paced spread right. offense. I mean, that's not, you know, you're not, you don't, you're not imposing your will a lot of the time at that. Um, so what I heard Frost tell his team makes me confident, coupled with what he said in Indianapolis, which is, yeah, you know what? We've had to kind of adjust to the Big Ten. It's not the same football that I was used to at Oregon and and in, at Central Florida. I think there's a mindset shift going on here, and I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see it against Illinois. Sip thirty seconds left. What kind of camp has Adrian Martinez had? I would say excellent. I, I would say this about Adrian. He's a, he's a, he's in an excellent frame of mind, and I, I would tell you this. He's down 13 pounds, and you know how fast he was at 225. Mm-hmm. I, I would say it's breathtaking when he takes off around the end. He's a scary runner. Um, so now they're not going to run him as much, but when he takes off, you're, you're going to see some serious speed. Well, we'll be watching uh, at uh, noon Fox on Saturday as Illinois and Nebraska raise the curtain on college football. Sip, we will speak with you next week and every week throughout the Big Ten season. Thanks for doing this for us. Glad you're back on board, and have a great week, Sip. Thank you. Yeah, have a great week both of you and uh look forward to next week all right see you pal good to talk to you steven m simple lincoln journal stars we catch up on the huskers so they're better defensively in the trenches and that's why i've been more of a believer this offseason than you i you like are, that front seven. yeah you you're convinced that this is a bowl team i think they beat iowa this year you do i believe that is the one that pushes them into a bowl game so you like sip they get to six and six with the win against Iowa to finish it off. Five and six going into that one. They need it for bowl eligibility, and they finally get it done against the Hawkeyes. Can you imagine what that week is going to be like if that's the Ooh, case? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be so good. It's Scott Frost coaching for his job, and that's part of it. Without a, if your scenario is correct, well, you were correct a lot of ways yesterday. Oh. You had a very big day. At the Condon Casino, wherever you were doing. Well, we found out. You were Draft you were Kings. DraftKings. Yes. You were the same uh, game parlays. We will put you to the test next as we come back and wrap things up. Perfect Miller. this week. Are you really? Well, Monday Night Football. Uh, tonight's only Wednesday. That's good. But, oh, I forgot to do this. Um, and shame on me. Uh, David Kaplan. It's brought to us by Centurion Stone. Yes, of it Iowa. is. Good people over there. They are good people over there, and we're we're grateful to them for making it uh, possible for us to speak with Cappy on a, on a weekly basis. And if you're in the market for manufactured or natural stone to accent or update your exterior or your interior project, check them out, folks. 
a bunch of patterns, styles, colors for every need. In fact, the number's over 200. CenturionStoneofIowa.com. The showroom is 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. They've added a whole bunch of new pictures on the website, Centurion Stone of Iowa. Thank you to the team over there. They sponsor Cappy on a weekly basis. Uh, we'll come back and finish things up here on Miller and Condon, 1460 KX and 0-1. The NFL is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for one week. Bet just $1 on any NFL game the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any Week 1 game. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and data. Daily Odds Boost. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code KXNO to receive $200 in free bets when you place a dollar bet on any Week 1 game. That's code KXNO for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Iowa only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-THE-UNICORN-OF-CLEANER. Trent Condon here to tell you about Rent Estate, the new revenue rocket ship. Putting your home up for rent, not for sale. But why would you do that in a seller's market? Just do the math. Selling a home will catch you some cash once, while renting a home keeps that cash coming month after month after month. And because there are always renters, but not always buyers, Rent Estate is foolproof, recession-proof, and retirement plan positive. What's not to love? The hassles of being a landlord? For one monthly flat rate, Renter's Warehouse will take away the tedious tasks. Tend to your tenants, answer the 3 a.m. calls, market your property, and collect the rent. Make the savvy, long game, paradigm shift and choose Rent Estate with Renter's Warehouse. Get your free rental price analysis today. Go to Renter'sWarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429. 515 528 4429. Because you can't buy happiness. State Farm is there. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, 1460 Kex and 0106.3 on the FM dial. Did you see this picture of this Mike Hertz, his name in Iowa? Hmm. The uh, side by side images of the Pewter family, you know, the trophy that was oh, short lived, yes. and his family. It is unbelievable. You got to check it out online. He's at Hertztown. Mike Hurt, uh, his family just, um, it's, it's, oh, Keith Murphy retweeted it. Okay. So everybody in Iowa follows Murph, so you can find it on his Twitter account. But it's really well done. Good for you, Mike Hurt and family. All right, Trent Condon, tonight you will be playing what? Let's make it three in a row. All right, we got three plays tonight. We're going to start. With just a single game, very easy on this one. Going to take the plus money. I'm going to take the Rays against the Phillies. Wheeler's on the mound. He has not been good his last two times out. We'll take the Rays and the plus money. Quick parlay. Astros this afternoon against the Royals. That is easy. The other part Royals of that are playing one, well. They are, but last night the Astros bounced back and got him there. And Otani against the Orioles. Oh. That terrible, terrible losing streak. We'll go that direction. And then we'll do the DraftKings same game parlay. We're going to do it. With the Red Sox and the over, how about this? Over seven and a half, the actual number is 10, but you do that in that same game parlay, still plus 105. Red Sox money line over seven and a half. 
Let's go three for three again. Well, you've been on a roll, no doubt about that. Now, do you fade yourself because you are on a roll? We shall see. We'll grade your paper and let you know the results tomorrow. Murph and Andy in an hour and five minutes. The Fanatics to three. Hawk Central tonight is six. Have a great day.